Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. Send you as many dick pics as I want now. Jeremy, you send me a dick pic, I'll cut it off. <laughs> Don't you? I will watch it wilt in my hand. Don't I you do it. I'll cut it off. Jeremy, Looks I like will a... feed it to your queen rat. Don't you dare do it. But you showed you cared for me, so I have to do it now. I do. I do. Ca- <laughs> you showed me attention. Now you see beans. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. And welcome to quality time. Uh, I hate you. I won't delete. I will delete it out. We I don't have to care do that more. you fed me. I can feed myself. How dare you, Michael? Uh, quit for the day. Jeez. And uh, welcome to the Quality Time podcast. I'm your host Eric Woodworth. Uh, I'm joined uh, this week. I'll, enjoy, uh, I'll I'll introduce my sweet brother last uh, because first and foremost, there's some people in studio at the Quality Time Studios, the newly renovated Quality Time Studios. First, the the one and only. She's here every goddamn week because she chooses to, not because <laughs> she's chained to the radiator in said basement. <laughs> Miss Ashley Pontius, how are you? Uh, I'm good, Daddy. That's good. Welcome. What do you think of the the new digs I got down here? It's good. It's beautiful. It's very clean. Looks nothing like the pigsty you brought me down to before. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's been almost a year, and I'm just so proud of how far you come and i believe that if you can put this amount of energy into a basement you can put this amount of energy into self self-expression like you can, Thank you can you. get better as a person i think so too wow yeah. that that was both uplifting and it still somehow tore me down to the smallest molecule yeah uh, that's what i do here <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you i'm disappointed with the work the crap <laughs> you can get <laughs> fucked mike Seriously. quinlan uh that <laughs> Wait, other- seriously is that even grounded I mean, huh? is it even safe to be down here? No. It, it, what is grounding? You just you touch it and then it it finds ground that way. That's how you're supposed to do it. That is definitely another way to look at that. That is an alternative fact for grounding. I guess uh, I can introduce our special guest before Yo. I introduce my sweet brother, uh, the great Mike Quinlan. Mike, welcome to the show. What's up? Thank you for having me back. Remember the last time I was here, I was dressed as the priest because we were doing the exorcist. That was. And you were, you were really in character because you did uh, fondle my penis while you were here. <laughs> He gave me a he gave me a circumcision. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but in all honesty, skin's falling off of you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't wrong. Oh. Oh, Jeremy, man. I'm sorry about that, dude. That was wrong. I apologize. As a matter of fact, I was just Ashley and I were just talking upstairs about how beautiful a man you used to be. Yeah, yeah. There was a picture of you that they saw from your childhood. And uh, the other point is my blood, my brother, the uh, 50% of why this all fucking started. Mr. Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? What are you talking about? Oh, I'm sorry. Who's joining us on the program? 
Nurse Ratchet, I, I want to be with the show to talk about other movies. Oh my gosh, are you Brad Dourif's character from uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest right now? Uh, Billy, I, I had sex once before I killed myself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's great. Wow. I didn't know we were going to have such star power on today's episode. Uh, I, I played the, the retarded one in, in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, <laughs> it's, intellect, it's intellectually delayed, Jim. Jim. Intellectually delayed. Now, Jeremy, what was really interesting <laughs> is we were looking at a picture of you upstairs, and uh, I was commenting. It's the one where I'm holding my thumb up, and you're still uh, a beautiful, like, 19 year old boy uh, in the picture. And how much, what was the level of pussy you got at, in the early 90s? Uh, did I get pussy in the 90s? Yeah. No. <laughs> no? Was it the 80s? Well, that's what your brother was saying. Anyway. Yeah. Jeremy, the 80s, Jeremy can I tell you a very good pickup line that you unfortunately didn't use, which was, uh, the voices in my head are telling me to ask you out. <laughs> 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 what, would, what would you do is... <laughs> Did you you didn't make that up? Did you? Did you make that? What would you do if some dude walked up to you and said that? (laughs) I would. I would say yes. You would go. You'd go. Hello, Jeremy. It's good to see you again. (laughs) That's pretty funny. But we're talking young. We're talking young. Very suave, dude. Young Jeremy. Young Jeremy was a fucking. He was was a a sexy dude, man. He was a fox. I would have let Jeremy settle for me in the nineties. Hell yeah. Yeah. I usually have a pickup line like, I bet you I could pick you up even though you're at least 250 pounds. Uh, joke's on you, Jeremy. You're sweet enough to think I weigh 250. <laughs> uh, you're too in- Man, Jeremy doesn't so much as date as he goes to world's strongest men competitions. You ain't the lowest hanging shirt that I can reach. Actually, you know what? Jeremy Jeremy is such a stud. They actually use Jeremy's skin flakes to help them grip those bars as the powder at the, the oh. Power Man shows. Oh, <laughs> my God. Chalk. These must chalk. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, Mike, it's great to have you here. We're Thank on you. the uh, we're on the uh, the eve, a week before the Ellicott Silly Comedy Festival, which I'm excited to be a part of. How? What? Let me just say, let me gauge your stress level right yeah. now. Where are we at on a scale of one to ten, just stress wise, about the Ellicott Silly Comedy Festival? I tried to throw myself in front of my own car this morning. <laughs> this is why we're friends. Yeah. Dude, it's been I I can't lie to you. I've had I've had nightmares all week. My wife's like, "Man, you're not doing this next year." Aww. So, you're no, retiring we'll it from it? I think do you no. but do you it, I mean, with I'm all the kidding. hard work and stress that's in with this, do you get some type of like satisfaction and anything out of this? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> What I there's I certainly no money to be made. I was gonna say I can't believe this. You're telling me that every year putting in this much work to a comedy festival isn't worth being on a mildly listened to podcast out of <laughs> Sexville, Maryland. What? Surprising, but no. Uh, what? <laughs> no, it's just here's the but Eric. If you really want to talk about it, I know we got to get to this. I don't want to not. There's if you look at the, the lineup that I put together with Chris Lawrence, incredible. That, it's nuts. It's the quality of talent on this, mm-hmm. pound for pound. I would go up for any festival in it, any normal, not really highly sponsored festival. I, I, I was gonna pound say for pound for pound. You've got Eric. Yeah, no, but I'm <laughs> saying no. Obviously, you go wow. to like uh, wow, Jack. wow, yeah. <laughs> 
It's like Fort Dan, Ninens, and a Tom Myers. Yeah. You know, hey, you know what, Jeremy? I saw. I just saw Tom Myers up at Zissimo's, and to be honest with you, he was really funny. He really, he really was funny that night. Hey, can I? Can I? Two shows in a row. I would, swear to God, two. Would you for? If you do it next year, which I yeah. know right now you're not even thinking about that. You're just trying to make it through this year. Yeah. I get that. Would you just please, dear God, one time do what I call uh, uh, the worst comedy show in the world? Don't bill it like that. But I'm telling you, I want a Dan Nine and headline, a Tom Myers feature, a Chris Restivo host. You know, what? Um, I talked. To, it's funny you say that. Uncle I talk, John. A Mike, I talked to a Chris. Mike Quinlan guest. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, Mike is no, very, very funny. It's weird. Um, there are a few guys that I have talked to Chris about doing that. And he's like, it's, it would be wrong to not let them in on the joke. So, right. I, but, I, and here's but wrong, the deal. I'm not wrong like for who? It was <laughs> I under, but see, that's what I understand. That's what I understand about Mike. Mike and I have a limit. We like distasteful, but also we have to be able to sleep at night knowing that we well, come up with you know what, what we did. Here's the deal. I like, honestly, Ashley... I care about everybody's feelings. I know. You know? I and I'm really the one do. that sent you uh, a get, oh no, a condolence yeah, a card for person. your set at McGoobie's. I'm an mean, asshole. You're a mean person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a you're a uh, I'm a cunt. Give yeah. Eric his balls back. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> I no, can't, hey, I no. can't. Tracy still got it. I have yeah. to be honest. They're in her purse. <laughs> I, I, I've had, that, that definitely was the worst show I've ever had in my life. But I've had a really good year since, so that's what Eric told me. Yeah. He said you rose like the phoenix, like a week later. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I missed. I made miscalculations crush. for that show. Sorry, that was a fun night though, man. I no, it was. It was horrible. But you and Tommy were absolutely magnificent. Mike. The worst part was at the end where the one woman did the callback about how bad I was. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty funny. But hey, look, hey, look. If we're clearing the air, if we're clearing the air right now. The only reason I sent you that card is earlier in the night when you showed up and I said hello. You told me to go fuck myself, and then after watching you bomb, I was like, "He's getting a card." Did I was was I? Did I? Re- I'm you sure. You really did. You walked up and I said, "Hey, Mike, how are you?" And you're like, "Go fuck yourself." And you walked into the next wow. room. And I was like, you "Okay." You know, I hear you. Yo. I didn't realize that. I deserve that card. We're, we're okay. We hey, this is what quality what? time is for, bringing us I back know. together. That's not my, that's not me. So I was it was very funny. You were pretty. You were pretty hyped. <laughs> so, wow. Mike, okay. what is yeah. uh, at, at how many shows in all are being put on for the Ellicott Silly Comedy Festival starting the 14th, 15th? And no, I think so you fucked it up already. It's the 12th, Eric. It starts uh, the 12th. Okay, got it. With Sorry. Aaron, with Aaron Patrick's Zoom uh, Zoom show, One More Day. Oh, okay. that's a great show. I just saw them up at uh, Zissimo's again. I think it was on Thursday. Man, that was a fun show. Aaron's known, doing some great I've stuff. I've known Eric since he started. And Aaron. he's a hell, uh, Aaron, sorry. He's a, right. he's a hell of a worker. I think I just said Eric too. No, so sorry, he's yeah. a hell of a worker. Yeah. He is, isn't he? I was talking to he's him. He's a hustler. He's a soccer guy too. So him and I yes. were chatting this morning about soccer. I mean, I think he's, I mean, he's a clean comic, so it doesn't matter. Oh, he's but he's a, a nice guy. No, I'm saying he's a, he's a high school uh, soccer coach too. Yeah. So from the 12th to the 16th? Yes, sir. So, uh, uh, two, two world premieres. One of them is Your Murder Mystery. Yes. Woo! Uh, the other one is Tommy's uh, virtual reality show. That's Which in- Tommy doesn't know that I'm on, but I am. I'm going to be on that show. Okay. All I'm right, going to Are you be- inserting yourself into that show? You've got to talk to Kyle. 
I don't know. I already know about Kyle it. Render. Do it you? doesn't matter. Okay. I, sh- I, am God, going I to want be on Eric's that confidence show. to be like, I'm going to be on this. Yeah. I already actually I did. I'm so confident on it. If you go to ericcomedy.com right now, <laughs> it's listed as one of my dates that says Tommy doesn't know I'm on this show yet. <laughs> I gotta yeah. try that. Wait, wait. Not only that, you don't even come with a guy running the festival. Come no, on, dude. I'm just gonna be there. I'm gonna no. finish my set and just walk over well, there. Oh, that's with right. My VR well, dude, set, that's and right. Then I'm gonna bring my oh, shit. Duh. What am I? See, dude, that's how. What is Kyle Render gonna tell me to get fucked? Fuck Kyle Render. Wow. Oh, it's yeah. hard to be okay. a woman. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, so dude, yeah, it starts on the twelfth. It ends on the sixteenth at the finale with Haywood Turnip C Junior closing. Oh out. god, which, he's so funny. Which of these shows are you most stressed out about pulling off? Um, honestly, the shows earlier in the week. I want to make sure that I can pack it out for Ramin when Ramin's doing couples therapy, and then Robert Mack has uh, his one man show. But I also want to make sure that that uh, we get. I want to sell every ticket. To be honest with you, of course. Um, I don't know all of it. I want, I, I want every, I want people to come and do the improv class with Michael and Jake. Uh, I want them to come do the stand up comedy class at Robert Mack and Ellie Cherry. There's, a, I'm really proud of the amount of people that I have working on this. There's well, you guys really have worked hard. You guys have worked really I hard on this. That. Yeah, yeah. Chris and I are. You know what's crazy about it? I was telling Chris the other day. I did. I had this plan for March of 2020 all by myself mm-hmm. but Megan helped me oh, I had yeah, she's uh, incredible. Jake did a lot of the poster work for mm-hmm. me um, I got a lot of digital help I mean a lot of creative help from the art I would I don't understand how I even had the the the, the hubris to think that I could have pulled that off. Can, I, can I make a suggestion for next year? Why not sure. add Jeremy's Pogo Rape Dungeon experience? Um. <laughs> yeah, it's an escape room. Oh, dude, it's it, a comedy it, escape well, room. Remember that we were going to try to we we're going to try to do that upstairs at Unusual Company, but no. Do it remember? in the church. We'll start burning. <laughs> Jerry, would you run? Would you run a clown theme escape room? I, I tell you what, it would be exciting to see those numbers on Eventbrite. Would you do that, Jeremy? Okay, Jeremy. All right. Well, we'll put that in the suggestion box for next year. That'll be good. That'll be good. Anyway, yeah. So, sorry, talk again, Jeremy. We can hear you now. How much money can I make with the clown? <laughs> How much money can you make? We'll put sky's a, the limit. We'll put out a space. tip bucket for you. Sky's the limit and space is the place, brother. But hey, look. So when you go to collect at the end of the night, though... The excitement is we put a rat trap in the bottom of the money and you have to grab all the money you can before you get a rat trap to the finger. It's just like any other day around my house. <laughs> you know, I, I dropped I, like another rat trap where my coin was dropped. Damn. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, where before we get into tonight's movie and, and yes. we even have a, a special song that we need to share of Jeremy's that's coming up soon. Nice. Uh, but where can folks that are listening to the podcast right now, a week out from the Ellicott Silly Comedy Festival, what is the best way to go purchase tickets and see all the shit where uh, you, myself, and others will be on? Uh, go to the Facebook, Ellicott Silly Comedy Festival Facebook page, go under events, and you can just go down and see all 17 events. Fuck you yeah. Check them out. Or you can go to Eventbrite and plug some stuff in there, too. Okay, and uh, I can tell you for anybody that's listening currently at this moment, if you go to ericcomedy.com, it's Eric with a K, comedy with a C, all of the uh, uh, links to the shows that I'll be on, including the one that Tommy's hosting that he doesn't know that I'm on yet, that is all there. Tickets, links, all the bullshit you need to see there. You can see me and Ashley on the 14th with the great Rob Mayer and Josh Kaderna, all that shit. 
Go check it out. Buy yourself some tickets. Get your fucking pussy the wettest it's yeah, ever been. Yeah, come watch me grope all three of these I men saw, that are not with me. I just saw Josh Cadernan this morning. My dog and I went for a walk. Oh, God, what a specimen of a uh, man. He run, I saw him running around the other day without a shirt on. I wanted, uh, I wanted to hit him with my car. God. Hey, we were mentioning earlier before you showed up, Mike, yeah. that uh, Ashley pulled up a picture of fat Josh Cadernan. Oh, it's so good. And he's, still, he's still good looking. Several years ago. He he's was a little bit chubby. Oh, of course. God, man, have you seen him? He's God, he just sent me a cease and desist letter, and I just, uh, I'm not yeah. going to follow it. He literally, <laughs> yeah, fat Josh Caderno just looks like still handsome, like uh, Parks and Rec Chris Pratt. He's you know gross. what, dude? Yes. I like to see the, the reverse it. of, I'd like to see the reverse of, uh, what's it called? Uh, fuck, I think I, uh, what's it called? What's the movie where the girl loading the, loading the, the sofa in the, in the. The, uh, uh, the Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, the Silence of the Lambs. Uh, okay. But it's Jerry, but Ashley has has Josh. Josh and I've got the cast on. And, and then the next thing you know, Josh is in the hole with the uh, with the absolutely. With the dog. And I'd be like, Josh, I need you fatter. You're not going to be able to fit this body size. I need to, <laughs> and to stretch out that skin. No, whenever I saw that fat picture of him, I straight up publicly on Facebook was like, man, you're telling me I could have pulled a chubby Josh Caderna when back was in the this? day. Several weeks ago, he has sent me a cease and desist letter, but. <laughs> it won't kick in till 2022, so I've got about oh, two and a good. half more months right. of groping on him. Well, the funny part is, is when she shows up, you're like, "Oh, Josh, hug me," and he's like, "Wait a minute, does my blouse smell like it's soaked in chloroform?" <gasps> it's gonna be a great murder mystery. You guys are gonna think it's fake, but maybe it's not. Yeah, that's. I'll tell you what, that's gonna be neat because that's in a really unique setting. It's inside. That's what I heard. It's inside the church museum. Mm. Um, and it's what it's a world premiere. You guys are starting to. Uh, I'm so excited. To get that. Yeah, I'm excited too. This is Eric and I. Besides the podcast, don't always get to work together all the time because he'll be headlining and I'll be featuring for Tommy or something. So this is very exciting. I get to let my my hate flag fly really high for Eric that night. You so don't. I'm you don't hate me. Come I don't, you hate, don't hate you. Me. I'm kidding. If any of the listeners actually think I hate Eric, I would have left the podcast like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jeremy. It's comedy without hate. Oh, that is he's true. Not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> it's called not funny. <laughs> it's called oh, Nazism. It's called the blue comedy comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. So, uh, Jeremy, we uh, you wrote a special song for this week. I don't know if it's necessarily the for the movie, but how, how would you like to intro your song for us this week? I was really inspired by a story I heard about a guy who... Uh, drove his kid to work one day so okay it was a tr- really so it's inspired. about this is we're doing child's play today but i guess this is this ties in by being about child care if you will yeah if you just want to get to the first chorus just to, to wet the the um you know the noodle okay well and and uh, listen this is a three minute song that jeremy recorded but we will play it in its entirety at the end of the episode so if you like it go check it out and jeremy where can people find your soundcloud out where they can find all of your wonderful hits reverbnation.com slash jeremy woodworth Reverb Nation slash Jeremy Woodworth. So. I think it's .com slash Jeremy Woodworth. Let me see if I can. Th- we need send me that link. We'll throw it up on the Quality Time page so people can find some of your hot hits. But in the meantime, this song <laughs> is called "The Kid." Here we go. I was 
So go to the end of the episode. You can hear the final verse and the rest of that Jeremy Woodworth classic, uh, instant classic, I'm going to say. Good job, Jeremy. Wow, Jeremy. I got to tell you, that song makes me want to have a kid just so I can forget to take it to daycare. Aw, real Casey Anthony sitch. Yeah. I like that. Now I, now I know why God doesn't want me to have children. Because I'll just <laughs> kill it by accident. So. Yeah, you're right, Jeremy. That's the reason. <laughs> Well, also, also, if I do have a kid, it's that whole lightning thing that opens up the sky when she when they come out of the vagina, and of course they look like Satan. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, good job, Jeremy. Yeah, beautiful. Proud of another great hit. Uh, which brings us I love to it when the doctor says he has its father's eyes. <laughs> Which brings us to tonight's Twisted Tale. Tonight, we are going over the 1988 classic, Child's Play, uh, written by Kevin Yager, uh, directed by Tom Holland, who would go on and make many more iterations of the film. Uh, Great soundtrack and score, but uh, I, uh, I personally love that... Of all the things that came from this, not the seven or eight sequels, the remake that we have on top of it, it inspired one of my favorite rap groups, which is known as the Three Six Mafia, and they did this wonderful rendition based on this song, which is pretty good. Hypnotized camp motherfucking posse, and it's going down like we always do about this time, nigga, nighttime. We about to load them black trucks up. Who we got in this motherfucker? We got my girl, the chat. Gangsta Boot, Crunchy Motherfucking Black, Playboy Juice, Project Motherfucking Pet, Lord Infamous, and me, DJ Motherfucking Paul, the king of the motherfucking M Town. And it's going down. Hypnotized Mass Hope! Anyway, I love, so. I love 
that the man wearing ankle socks is like this is my favorite rap rendition. I love the listen. I three six mafia hardened gangsters from the streets of Memphis, Tennessee, but they definitely have a weird fat white producer who watches way too many horror films, and this happens to be one of them. So. Uh, at their shows, everybody in the audience has little good guy knives up in the air. <laughs> good guy knives up. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh yeah. So uh, this was actually the uh, the creation of uh, Kevin Yager, who uh, uh, completed this in the summer of 1985, ref, uh, writing it. Um, his major inspiration was actually one of Jeremy's favorite movies, the Trilogy of Terror. Not only the Devil Doll, but also the little uh, the little uh, uh, talking uh, doll thing that's in it. What is it? Talkie Tina, I think her name is. Oh, from the original uh, Twilight Zone with Telly Savalas. Yes, there you go. Tina, and I hate you. Yes, talky <laughs> Tina inspired Chucky from Child's Play. Hey, hey, what's wrong with these little doll here? I want to put a lollipop in my mouth. I'm Telly Savalas. <laughs> so, originally, the working title for this movie was known as, uh, get this, the original working title for this movie was called Batteries Not Included. Uh, which, uh, wow. this was before Steven, Sounds like a rom-com. <laughs> yeah. This was before, obviously the Steven Spielberg film was, uh, being made around the same time with the ti- same title. It was then changed to blood buddy, uh, before settling uh, like on child's uh, play. Blood buddy. No, don't make, no, make the reference blood to buddy, <laughs> Blood buddy is what I call my girlfriends when we're all on the same cycle. <laughs> Now, every, everybody, know. of course, n- knows what this was modeled after, which was my buddy, right? With kid for the, the for the kids, and which I think was would have been just fine with like my blood buddy, blood buddy kills people with his little knife. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, uh, I owned a my buddy back in the day, and the second I saw this fucking movie, that thing never left my basement after that day. Yeah, really? I can see that. <laughs> I was legit, no, my buddy was no longer in my room after the after I saw this movie. But you still had my monster in your room. Well, my pet monster and my football monster have some respect, put some respect on I my just, pet monster's name. I just realized Eric looks like a my buddy. <laughs> I do. I do look point, like- point on the doll where he touched you. No, he looks like a cat. Cabbage well, you know what I always say? I always say that Eric looks like a Campbell Soup kid fucked a Cabbage Patch doll. <laughs> I, they asked me that once uh, to point on the doll where he touched it, and then the doll put a restraining order on me. Uh, Jesus, Eric. <laughs> I got dark quick. Uh, and you no. were upset about Bloody Buddies. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, the other inspirations that uh, helped this film, um, uh, Tom Holland was deeply influenced by the Hillside Stranglers, uh, which uh, is kind of the backstory of Charles Lee Ray. Um, now, Charles Lee Ray is a is a fun name uh, because it combines three different uh, uh, assassins, uh, which would be um, oh, the guy who shot uh, Ray, Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Uh, Bruce Lee, and also just uh, uh, the movie Ray, which would come out 20 years later. Wow, that's a um, hell of a reference. That is. Out there. <laughs> no, it's Lee Harvey Oswald, mm-hmm. uh, Ray something. Who shot JFK? Romano. Ray Romano. Who's the guy that shot Ray, JFK? Ray, Ray Finkel. 
Ray Finkel <laughs> laces James, out. James Earl Ray. And then uh, uh, Harvey Ray Keitel. Um, those are the things that you meant Harvey Weinstein. There we go. There we go. So, uh, this is also the third movie in Tom Holland's, uh, filmography that continues the theme of people seeing something super supernatural and then can't get anyone to believe them. Of course, this would be scream for help. 1984 cloak and dagger also the same year and fright night in 1985. So, so what that just means is you can't trust kids or women. Correct. And it is something that I've lived by this entire <laughs> life. Uh, it also has it has a nice little uh, uh, star-studded cast to a certain extent here. Uh, where is my other? What do you got? What was there? What was? Um, did is this is what's the one where the female doll, dolls involved too? The female doll that would yeah. be Bride of Chucky, I believe. Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah, Bride Tilly. of Chucky, yeah, Jennifer Tilly. Is anybody really famous been involved in this nonsense? Well, Chris Sarandon is in this movie. I mean, he's pretty famous. Susan Sarandon? No, Susan Sarandon's husband, where she got her name from. Get out of here, really? Yeah, Chris Sarandon plays the uh, the cop in this. And, Never heard uh, of him. Never also, the him. second Tom Holland film he was in, of course, he was the vampire from Fright Night, which he'd done a couple of weeks back if you go into our archives. Oh, nice. So, uh, a lot of fun things. And, nice. uh uh, I would also argue that Brad Dourif, the most underappreciated actor in all of acting dumb. I'll just say Steven that. Steven Dourif? No, Brad Dourif, who is the <laughs> voice of Chucky. Oh. <laughs> oh, did you, dude, here's the deal. Did you realize Did you realize that the, la- the, the one that they're putting out now, or they, I think it comes out in a week or so, whatever, is uh, Mark Hamill's the voice of Chucky? Yeah, it's been out for like a year. It came out in 2019. The movie. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Do you mean happened? he's also coming back for the TV show? No, okay, I'm sorry. I, got a bit, I think the TV show's coming out this week, right? Or the 12th or something like that of 2021? With uh, Jennifer Tilly, and she is sixty-three years old now. Wow. Jeremy, Jeremy, doesn't she, what's she what's her incredible. sister's name? Meg Tilly, right? Yeah, from uh, Psycho Two. Oh, okay. oh. and uh, Agnes of is it Agnes of God? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why would Agnes of God pull hilarity out of anybody? Well, I would say that. <laughs> Actor Brad Dourif, who we've talked about ad nauseum on this show, especially going back to our Exorcist 3 episode. He was Ray Romano's brother, Um, right? This is Brad Dourif. I'll show you. Hold on. Let's see. (laughs) Everybody loves Raymond? This is... He's the crazy guy from uh, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Lord of the Rings. He was Wormtongue. The the crazy guy from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? He's like, right? That's Brad Dourif right there. Oh, yeah. Billy Bibbit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and he was in Graveyard Shift. He was also in um, Mississippi Burning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an incredible actor. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. You would think he would have gotten typecast, but apparently he was able to fight his way out of that. And he fucking nails this one. Uh, and I think the thing that makes this movie, at least for me, work really good is the the actor that they uh, they the little kid actor they picked up to play Andy. I thought just did a phenomenal job of like yes. seeming like a very when did realistic. He go to <laughs> He must have gone to prison. Right? Alex oh. Vincent, uh, who would actually come back later and star in future Child's Play movies as an adult. Not as good of an adult actor, I'll say. Yeah. But uh, as a kid, very believable, very lovable. How did he destroy his life with drugs or alcohol? Uh, two words. Uh, um, 
fucking Harvey Weinstein. Oh, um, come on. He, he did some things. Um, nobody, look, nobody believes that. I'm no. just going to say, I'm going to jump ahead for a hot second. The All way right. he made breakfast for his mom, I was like, huh, his dad must have been I am Sam. Because that uh, is that wow. is not a brilliant yeah. child. That is reading into some shit right there. I'm just saying that is that's so what, got Sean no, but Penn so what's, let's get it. into it. I want to get into more of the voodoo part of this. Did they? Did <laughs> We're going to get into voodoo in just right, a second. You're going to get your chance to talk about voodoo. Relax. So, <laughs> Charles Lee Ray is on the run at the beginning, and Chris Sarandon, who plays Detective Mike Norris, is in pursuit. Uh, he actually ends up shooting him in the leg as he has to flee to a local. Uh, 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 toy store at the beginning of the movie where you can see such wonderful 80s uh, toys as the Ecto-1, She-Ra's Princess of Power Barbie, and the Rockers. So check that out. Don't forget Dippy Dippy Dinosaurs. I, do, I could, how could I ever forget Dippy Diddy, Dippy Dinosaurs? In this moment, I realize how much younger I am than everyone else in this room. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you get to hear uh, uh, Charles Lee Ray scream out at uh, his accomplice, Eddie, who has left him behind uh, to be uh, captured by the police. And we hear this. Oh, God, I'm dying. You hear that, you son of a bitch! <coughs> I'm gonna get you for it! I'm gonna get you! And I'm gonna get Eddie! No matter what! shows them and uh through uh, as he stumbles through the department store he uh, lands on a bunch of the fucking uh, good guys dolls which are the knockoffs of my buddies uh and then he says a wonderful incantation a voodoo spell uh that allows his body his 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 uh conscience the power to be... i beg of you Lightning strike similar to that. Barato, barato, nicto. Ah, <laughs> now you were to, you wanted to talk voodoo. Go for it, Mike. I just think it was uh, lazy. I just thought. <laughs> it, I don't think the script's very no, I very interesting or well thought out. You know, it's funny. Yes. I, at, when can you possibly like? You've seen multiple movies where yes. religion has been uh, a supporting character. Absolutely. Off, but when has voodoo ever been portrayed positively? Well, well, well let me put it this way, too. I, I do agree with you, because let me put it this way. If you go years into the future and mm-hmm. watch the PG-13 horror movie, The Skeleton Key, mm-hmm. we don't necessarily see voodoo. We see hoodoo. But it still very much is in touch with the Creole people and what yeah. voodoo and hoodoo actually is. This seems, at first, very in touch with that. And then it switches to English, and it's like, give me the power, I yeah. beg of you. I'm like, this makes no goddamn sense. I just, I was weird. I It's like the only other... Every time you see Voodoo, it's either being made fun of, like in Major League, where uh, Serrano, uh, th- from the guy from Cuba, is the yeah. hats on bats. You never see a positive at all. And then I just started doing some yeah. research onto, into Voodoo and some, wow, that's crazy about how it was the the religion of the slaves being yes. forced through Benin. I didn't yes. realize that. I thought that originally it had been... Uh, originated in, in Haiti, but no. Well, because my understanding would be Haiti is where we get hoodoo, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Well, if I'm not mistaken, hoodoo is sort of the blending of the voodoo that came over from the slave countries where they were taken from and then blended with that French and Catholic stuff like Santeria. It gets very convoluted and weird. Nice. Yeah. Nice. The yeah. important part to remember is that if you feel like 
you're oppressed in any way, just make up a religion. And that will fix everything Yeah, more than much. anything. I mean, it, you could go all the way back through time is if you're an oppressed person, you just make up a new God and then you get to worship him and then get everybody behind you and then exact your will upon everybody else and murder people. That's all yeah, of I human consider, history. I consider Jeremy and Eric my followers. You mean I, <laughs> I drove all the way to Sykesville to fucking be this, uh, this downer? Come on, dude. Hey. Hi, Hello. Hi, hon. We're live. What's up? I... Who? Yeah, c- c- come on down. My family is here oh, to look, go look at more stuff. Yay, the Woodworths. <laughs> Jeremy's not down here. He's on, on the internet right now. You've got your own human rats. <laughs> yeah, I was reading this BBC article about voodoo, and this one quote stuck out at me. Christians during the day, voodoo at night. And there you go. Oh, I like That's that. a t-shirt, That's right? That's me. So, uh... It does say. I, a, I, really, I really thought the hoodoo was made up by David Bowie in that labyrinth song. That's <laughs> the power. It's of great the for children. <laughs> yeah. I want to know the one voodoo guy who's just because hoodoo rhymes with voodoo. Like I'm going to put that in my song. I'm David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> I like the imagine that there's some guy that lives in New Orleans who looks like Gambit from the X-Men that only subscribes to the form of hoodoo that David Bowie practiced in the movie <laughs> Labyrinth. That's so convoluted. I love what, it. Also, what's the, in the Shoop song? There's voodoo that you do in the Shoop song. Shoop, 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 Oh, Salt and Peppa. I love Salt and Peppa. Oh, oh maybe. my God. Spinderella. Look at Mike and I. We're bonding over so yeah, many things. Absolutely. In Maryland, of all places, we're an old bay Yikes. state. Uh, <laughs> I think the voodoo was portrayed as pretty positive in the movie Angel Heart because uh, Lisa Bonet um, pours chicken blood over herself. Oh, Which I thought that was pretty hot. You know what, though? Here's the deal. This article from the BBC said, think about it, that most religions have some sort of relationship with blood. Obviously, Christianity yeah. does. Yeah. You know? Christianity now, does. This weird uh, 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 cantation that uh, uh, Charles Lee Ray spouts out, a uh, possible translation for this chant, uh, from this chant, uh, from this chant, uh, which, a, which is Haitian Creole, uh, but is mistaken for French, is as follows. I call thee Dembala, give me the power, I beg of you, leave me mercy from this mortal coil, grant me life beyond death, move my mortal soul into this vessel, I command thee Dembala, I command thee Dembala, I command thee. And then, he, and then the altar boy shakes the bells. Everybody knows. There you go. And, that's, <laughs> and there Everybody we go. Can, can I point out, though, could you imagine if you had nobody else? It was either a choice between the doll or an unconscious Jeremy Woodworth. Jeremy, which do you think that he would have gone with? Oh. What if he could have transferred himself into the Ecto-1? <laughs> oh man a whole movie of the ecto-1 killing people is like the ecto-1 tells me to murder people mommy jeremy <laughs> you start like transfer yourself into like a really good um uh, pristine millennium falcon oh or what what was it the she-ra and the rockers it is just a killer she-ra <laughs> Real femme Look at these. Look at these rocking dits. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you get this. to choose between Jeremy and what? A do- the doll. The doll. The, the good, and the, literally yeah, any good inanimate yeah. object that you want. Yeah. <laughs> I would hold my breath till I died. <laughs> Those were my options. I would hold my breath till I died. You know you can't do that? You can't kill yourself holding your breath. Really? So, yeah, the body so fights itself. Yeah. So disappointing. Mm. 
Yeah. Mike, and Mike Quinlan, if given the choice, a pile of shit. That's better than Jeremy. I'd rather. <laughs> no, no. Come on. You know I love. I'm actually disappointed I don't get to see your beautiful face today. See, people are sad that you're not here, Jeremy. I miss you, Jeremy. So uh, next we get to meet good old Andy Barclay, played by Alex Vincent, the child of a single mother uh, who is played by uh, uh, Catherine Hicks, uh, the big billing of this movie. Um, she wants, uh, he wants a good guy for uh, uh, his birthday so bad, he's making his mom breakfast in bed and making a total mess of everything, uh, which is, I honestly gave me panic and anxiety watching this I child spill milk everywhere and make the shittiest toast I've ever it. seen. He, he wants a good guy, and all she wants is the dad to pay child support. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute I'm sorry that was my life that was, somehow my life got pulled into this right, we missed the best joke of the entire film from the toy store and I and I didn't see it because I've seen it it's been so long when 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 James Earl Ray goes around the corner to, to see the big pile of uh, of good guys on the wall as <laughs> the good guys machine gun for the kid for the toy i was like all right it's the good guy's machine gun it looks like an mp5 nice i I love it nothing says good guys like taking out terrorists at nakatomi towers with your best bud (laughs) but eric is absolutely right though i hate this scene because you just witness him waking her up at 6 30 in the morning and i was like i will put you in the box and keep you as a doll i want to be sterile after watching that But of course, of course, his mom, Karen, can't afford the new good guy doll. It costs like $150 or something ridiculous. Even by 1980s stand prices, you might as well make it a million. Uh, And uh, he she does go and buy a a lightly used one from a guy, uh, a bum in the street who bears a like a very striking resemblance to that of Ted Raimi. Jeremy, did you notice that at all? Sam. Huh? I'd say Sam Raimi. You think he looks more like <laughs> Sam Raimi? T- totally. Different. I think he actually looks like Alice Cooper in Prince of Darkness, oh, that homeless bum yeah. a little bit. But I have to tell you, my favorite thing is when that guy tells her, steal this and grabs his crotch is probably one of the funniest things with his jacked up teeth grabbing <laughs> on his dick. And I'm like, see, lady, you didn't have to pay anything. You could have just sucked him off and gotten a free doll. <laughs> Wow. You know what? I'll watch movies and never see stuff like that. That's unbelievable. As a former sex worker, I see it everywhere. I'm like, lady, you could have gotten that for a much better deal. You could have just sucked off a dick for some free shoes. uh, But while mom goes to work, she does. uh, She comes back from work, even though she has to work the night shift and gives her sweet, uh, uh, her sweet new, new uh, good guy to her son here. Jeremy showed me pictures of Sam and Ted Raimi right now now to see who looks more like it i do think he looks more like sam raimi but she he <laughs> fires up the doll Andy gets to hear these words right here hi i'm andy what's your name hi i'm chucky and i'm your friend to the end heidi ho <laughs> oh, whose voice is that who's the kid that did that though Oh, the actual voice yeah. of Chucky? Who did that? I don't know who did that. It's very oh, sweet that, and whimsical. Right? Like, did, obviously, he didn't know that he was going to be the voice of a killer of this, doll. You know, yeah. Like, 
I but, I, but uh, sorry, not to hold us up too much, but I do also love that before he receives the doll, his very poor working mother gets him good guy pajamas to at least keep with the yes. theme. And he's like, this sucks. I'm like, I dare my kid to be ungrateful for the new parrots I'm about to give him. Mm. <laughs> wait, wait. I guess who voiced the, the voice of Chucky is probably Louie Anderson. Hey, it's me, Charlie. <laughs> no, it's, it's, the, it's, it's Mrs. Fratelli. Ashley, have you ever seen... <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to side check this, but have you ever seen Jeremy do stand-up? No. You've never seen Jeremy? I think I have. Oh, wow. Jeremy, we're going to need you. Obviously, your co-star on this podcast has never seen... Oh my goodness! Well, here's the but here's the funny part about it. So when Eric is going to be headlining on Friday night at the festival, it's mm-hmm. to celebrate what he used to do at Co- Coco Lane. What he did was amazing. He put that room on the map of like it was it was a fireplace. Wait, it you're was, saying Eric used to do stand up? That was real for Coco Lane. I thought it was just him on the board for Candyland. No, no, he, it was the room it together, and every once in a while, usually around a special event or some holiday, Jeremy would show up, creep the entire fucking audience out because he wouldn't say anything and he would just sit in the middle of them. People thought fucking yeah. anything was going to happen. Well, it's why we're going to need podcast. that back one day, Jeremy. We're going to need that back, bud. Well, uh, tune in to the Friday show. Uh, I'm going to call it right now. Guest spot, Jeremy Woodworth. He has five minutes to do whatever he wants. I'm terrified that I just said that out Come loud. Come on. <laughs> Mike is uncomfortable. Uh. I'll see you there, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, wait. Ashley, it's, it is something to behold well i've never seen it but eric did tell me earlier today that instead of taking fiber one jeremy was just eating postcards that is true i did tell her about bizarro michael friedman today the efficacy sounds all right to me i used to eat napkins when i was a kid (laughs) the record was seven seven (laughs) postcards but what yo but what was the gauge on the postcard though what was the they were hard to get down you had to drink dude i used to fucking eat from paraguay you got to get the ones from paraguay dude He's just building up to the 12 gauge he's going to eat later. Again, right, dude, the I tensile strength, the tensile also, strength in your postcard. I love that this room of guys is like, <laughs> Ashley eating dick, but they're like, I'd rather eat some postcards. I'm like, what <laughs> is happening? I mean, Jeremy, would you eat a postcard full of dicks? Postcard full of like dicks. Like if, if it was a postcard and were just 90 pictures of dicks on it. Uh, and I wonder why my career's not going anywhere. Same question for me, Mike. Yeah, but it's mostly because I'm not funny. But anyway, Aww, let's what go. If they're what? Not, no. what if they not weren't true. drawn pictures, but they were all traced and it looked like those, pictures like of your Satan's own dick? No, what if they were pictures of Richard Nixon? <laughs> Look, I might be a homophobe, but I'm not afraid of eating a picture of a dick. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thank God we cleared that up, Ashley, right? Now we know. <laughs> so. I'm not Chris Restivo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you know, you know, you know how homophobic Chris Restivo is. How, yeah, how, homoph- him. how homophobic is he? He's so homophobic that he doesn't like Pink Floyd's "Dark Side of the Moon" because it has a rainbow on the front. <laughs> sounds about right. That's sinister. That, is that sounds sinister. about right. Even if I was hot, Chris Restivo uh, wouldn't uh, go out with me because he'd be like, she supports the LGBTQA. Mm. Uh, so later that night, Maggie, her co-worker, has to watch Andy because the boss is bringing her back to work. And uh, she finds the doll watching the local news, turning on the uh, TV by itself. Uh, but later that night, Chucky has a taste for blood, doesn't like how he's being manhandled by her, and we get to hear this. Off with me. As he's looking I'm around. myself half to death. 
She catches a fucking hammer to the face and goes tumbling out of the 12th floor of the apartment complex. 10 out of 10, Paul. Yeah, That's, really good It's a fall. chef's kiss. It's a chef's mm, kiss wow. kill. Good yeah. stuff right there. And By the uh, way, good guy toys kill. Like, good guy hammers. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> So uh, shortly after that, mom comes home and Detective Mike Norris is already on the scene looking at the carnage that has been left in the wake of this horrible demonic doll. Uh, He does notice footprints on the table, but says it doesn't match up with Andy's, although it does appear Andy is the lead suspect in this murder case. Um, I do have to say this scene in particular, though, did stick with me because Mike and I come from similar religious backgrounds. And you know what they say? When you only see one set of tiny footprints in the flower, that's when Chucky pushes you out a window. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think I thought it was God on the beach with footsteps, but fuck it. I knew I was wrong. Yeah, you were wrong. I'm sorry. It's unbelievable. So, I, was, I was carrying you. Oh, you so, I'm, so, I'm into the fucking paranormal, so I just like... No, get out of town. I throw the flower everywhere to catch the footprints of the ghosts. And I put my video camera. <laughs> Motherfuckers floating through the room. Why the fuck did I put flour everywhere? That is fuck. true. But I love in your case, Jeremy. They're like, is this flour or is this skin leaving? Oh, I like it because what they don't tell you is that ghosts don't really leave footprints. They just leave like they're like Slimer. And so, really, if you catch anything, it just looks like Ashley dragging herself uh, across the floor like a dog trying to wipe her ass on a wet day. How dare you? <laughs> I call it ghost dandruff. <laughs> So, turn me on, fucking Robert Plant. So, uh, <laughs> Karen <laughs> does question Sweet Andy about what happened while she was gone, and we get to hear Andy say these chilling words. He's been talking to you too, hasn't he? What's he been saying? All kinds of things. His real name is Charles Lee Ray. And he wants me to invest in cryptocurrency. <laughs> and he's been sent down from heaven by daddy to play with me. Oh, that's some evil shit. That's what I was just about to God say. It's pretty dark. Yeah. He wants me to pay daddy's fucking car insurance again. <laughs> <laughs> it's your PIN number and your social security card. Chucky wants to know if you've thought about extending your car's extended warranty. <laughs> so I was product placement 20 years before it was ever thought of. Jesus. Uh, so, uh, get gift cards, we'll get a lot of money for them. <laughs> so, uh, next. Chucky also sounds like he's Indian. hello my name is charles lee ray i'm your friend and uh how would you like to i would like to sell some target gift cards to you um true story for you mike the 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 last scammers that called me uh just so happened to be indian i don't know maybe it's not relevant uh one said his name was kevin smith nice other one 100 percent true said his name was hard dick gandhi <laughs> Which is actually wow. me and Jeremy's new band name. Come see Hard Dick Gandhi at the Ellicott Silly Comedy Festival performing live. Yeah. Uh, when, I, when I called him on it, I said Hard Dick, Hard Dick, and he's like, that is the common name. I'm like, get the fuck out of here! Hard, hard, get the fuck out of hard here! Hard Dick is like George Washington here. <laughs> no, but you're it's a like cover God band. Dick. You're a cover band, so it's Hard Dick Gumby. <laughs> 
Uh, so uh, she dropped the soft dick middle aged guy. Okay, whatever. <laughs> she, so she uh, she drops Andy off at school the next day, but Andy quickly leaves to head down uh, uh, the Shy Town subway. Of course. To find yeah. his best bud, uh, Eddie. Yep. So as Chucky takes him to go to Eddie's house to get a bit of revenge for leaving him stranded, Eddie is in there uh, in his house as you hear some rustling going on, and he pulls out a beautiful Ruger Red Hawk revolver, which I thought wasn't even a real gun until I looked it up, but it was. That's a really cool-looking gun. It's so cool-looking, it looks fake. But... I love that the kid who can't make toast is like, I can take a train by myself to the ghetto. Yeah, yeah, but that's what the power of Chucky can do to you. It gives you. It makes you believe yourself i tell you what talk about white privilege yeah, yeah there you go. this kid cannot look seriously i used to used to ride the bus as a kid which is also <laughs> it also made it, it, it it's kind of just came to me i mean there's two very famous like horror franchise monsters that come out of chicago chucky and the, the candy, candy man. man i was just about to say how that is this not, is an intersection yeah how two there, sides How's there not been a mashup with them? We have a Freddy versus Jason. I'd love to see Chucky versus Candy. I would love it if Chucky is a deeper entity that actually was one of the white people that killed Candyman. Ooh. And then we see a face off. Oh my God. Mm. One guy. What if is... the movie, like if Jordan Peele writes it though, he'll be like, it'll be more about how Chucky appropriated Haitian culture to be who he was. I, and that yeah. Candyman has to take revenge That's on him. That's not bad. You know yeah. what I mean? He's yeah. just like, you stole, you not only stole my life with all the bees and everything, you also murdered the Creole faith. No, I like, hey, I actually am on board with this. And he's like, I am Creole, and he's just like, I eat Popeye's chicken, and he's just eating, like, he's just being more racist about it. Hey, hey, hey do, you know who, do you know who else is in the Creole? Who's that? Sultans of Swing. Oh, okay. Sultans of Swing. Okay. Fair enough. Do you know so, that they actually make Creola uh, here in Pennsylvania, where I'm from? They make mm-hmm. all different kinds of colors of brown, and um, <laughs> they make all different shades of brown at Creola. <laughs> that's actually uh, that's a pretty f- that's a pretty funny pun. Thank you. So uh, <laughs> have you ever heard? That's a funny pun. Thank she, you. She uh, ultimately though, Chucky ends up turning on the stove and uh, blowing him up into smithereens. Of course. And Andy is just like, "Oh my God, Chucky, are you okay?" And uh, but now uh, there is really such a thing as as Creola crowns. Creola crown. Yeah, their, their slogan is there. There, it's a lot of fun. There's racism red. There's, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's purple POC. There's, uh, <laughs> um, uh, there's, there's neutral nougat. <laughs> <laughs> I can see everybody's butt sweating on that one. Yeah, I didn't have anything to do with this bit. <laughs> So uh, as uh, as he gets blown up, Eviction Andy is, Evergreen. Sorry, Andy has now become the prime suspect in two different murders. As uh, they hold on, uh, frustrated, Karen takes Chucky back home. But uh, as she's throwing away the package, she notices that the batteries were never put in the fucking thing. Ah! 
So she goes over to go check out the doll, and just as she goes to look and see if there are batteries in it, she opens it up and finds that it's not. Chucky's head spins around, and then... Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? And she drops it in the... I don't know why this creeps me out. I hate when it, like, drops, and then it quickly rolls underneath the fucking thing. I'm like, oh, God! <laughs> no, I hate it, too. You know what? That is... That is probably the creepiest part of the yeah. entire movie. What is does, is that like somebody else has done that before though? I don't I'm not it sure. It seems something like exorcism to me. Exorcist to me. It, I don't know. Little that, things you're right. are that scary. Was scary. Dude, well, you know what sca- really scared me in The Exorcist which wasn't practical either is when she walks back where it's down the steps. That's the worst fun. part of that. Do you remember that, Jeremy? Right, yeah. Like that's like this isn't going to happen. There's no possible way. Well, to, it's the supernatural of it. I jo- guess. Uh, Jeremy has us doing not to give too much away, but Jeremy uh, picked for next week. We're going to do trilogy of terror, like Eric kind of yeah, mentioned yeah. earlier. Shout out, shout out. And I would say, Jeremy, wouldn't you say that that had a huge influence on scenes like this? Uh, of course, it's stolen from it because it's a doll. Except well, it's a creepy but, voodoo doll. Well, right, but the creep factor, the creep factor that it's so little, you don't even see it running around. Like, it rolls under things, it hides. Where you see, right. don't, don't you see, like, the curtains rustle and stuff like that? Like, Yeah. Here's the, uh, I did try to watch it this morning, but it was going to cost $3.99. Yeah, so I don't I blame did. you. I don't blame <laughs> you for that. <laughs> and I was like, fuck them, I'm bringing beer. So, so I'll just have to try to remember things that I hey, couldn't you, remember. You pulled, you pulled the classic Jeremy Woodworth move. Don't <laughs> you watch pulled the a movie. Woodworth move, period. <laughs> no, no. I, it's weird, though. I went, I, I watched it. Uh, I started watching a new one, too, that was what they dropped, the one with her, uh, Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked I liked the new one. It was it was a fresh new take on it. I did was enjoy that, it. Was that any? What's the difference between this is was that puppetry before? Like were you so were you guys you, blown away by the puppetry? I'm glad you mentioned that because you see Chucky in a lot of different forms. Sometimes he's an animatronic. Sometimes yeah. he's just a midget that with that has a fucking Little helmet person. on there. Um, Little person. Okay. Yeah, they, they prefer be calling midgets prefer to be called little people. Yeah, Jeremy, thank you for schooling me on that. Um, so, by the way, I have, I have real midgets <laughs> on my my midget fan page called "Midgets Are Awesome," and they're not offended. At least they they're not coming to kill me yet. So, yeah, outside of your house with all those little fucking picket signs and everything. Oh, please pick up my house! Oh my gosh. So, uh, there's actually one scene uh, where and so they use a lot of mixed media to portray Chucky in this movie, and actually at one one scene, uh, uh, the director's the, the director's little daughter actually plays Chucky in one scene where he's, she's uh, chasing him. No. But the main the main uh, little person famous is is Ed Gale, mm-hmm. who is also uh, Howard the Duck, and of course one of the stations from uh, Billy Ted's Hell Blues. yeah, brother! Hell the, yeah! The other one being the only black midget famous known as Tony Cox. From our bad Santa. Was oh, us. what a great so, movie. Uh, we should have done that movie. Determined to get some information out of this little talking demonic doll, uh, she lights up the fireplace and threatens to throw it in there. I said talk to me, damn it, or else I'm going to throw you in the fire. You stupid bitch, you filthy slut. Did you fuck with me? <laughs> And she goes, and Chucky goes full Chris Restivo on her. Uh, I actually really yeah. liked this scene because I too have threatened to burn down a man's life when he's in, nice. in my way. Left eye. She pulled the old left eye. I love yeah. it. Andre Rye, stay away from fucking Ashley. <laughs> the great part is that Chucky is bitey. 
Yes. Why does it? You know, so I don't understand. Why not just hold him from the top of his head? He can't do shit at that point. Mm-hmm. If you're holding him from his hair, arms out, no Fair. way. You know. Yeah, like my Chucky movie is literally just me watching this doll run up to me with a knife and giving it a Justin Tucker through the upright sixty <laughs> yards out, nice. over, and, over and over again. Yeah. But I think I think Jeremy makes a good point about like he does bite a lot and to me I find that funny both scary and amusing because he's a a child's toy essentially Mm -hmm. and children at that age are bitey they bite each other so Mm -hmm. I kind of liked it yeah so uh but uh, she's not able to wrangle in old Charles Lee Ray, and he makes his way from the house, and uh, she then goes to go plea with Detective Norris to go track down this killer doll who just immediately calls her a dumb bitch for even thinking a doll could be alive. Um, she then goes down to the bad part of Chicago to find out more about the doll's origins and uh, finds the old bum that looks like Sam Raimi. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately, she doesn't have much money to bribe him, so he decides that rape is a good trade for this. And just in time, Chris Sarandon shows up, saves the day, and then roughs up this fucking homeless rapist. So, uh, and they're able to find out that they came from the exact same toy store where Chris Sarandon blew up uh, in that weird lightning hit uh, a couple of weeks earlier. The worst of all is that he decides to rape her in front of all the other bombs. Yeah, I know, it's I not even an intimate. It's just like, nope, these are my friends. They get to see too. Yeah, that is, that I have to agree with Jeremy. That was so out of touch out of i don't know just out of left field on that one i was like wow this guy is a real monster this just is... really makes the homeless look bad <laughs> <laughs> i think this guy is way scarier than chucky i'm like oh my god stab me all you want bite me but for the love of god don't let people see my racing stripes in public after <laughs> after like i think you guys are homeless but can you like stop your friend that's trying to rape somebody <laughs> I gotta be honest with you, after that scene in Child's Play, I've never felt comfortable around a barrel of burning trash ever again. <laughs> I've always been I'm very, very against wow, it. Wow, so we're not taking any more quality time group photos? Okay, cool. <laughs> When I think of the homeless, I always think of the two brothers that used to be rich at trading places, but then they got that money again. Oh, I do love that movie. So We're back, Mortimer! We'll be back to the racist we used to be! <laughs> so, so Chucky then tries to kill Detective Norris as he's driving in his car uh, by stabbing him through the back, and he's just somehow narrowly avoids multiple stabs uh, uh, while he's driving a car, ultimately flips the Crown Vic, uh, and then starts popping shots off at Charles Lee Ray, and that's all it took for him to actually believe what a woman was saying. Um, <laughs> God, that hurts. Why? <laughs> so, next, Karen goes I to know go, the doll attacked me, but I still don't believe you, because you're a woman. <laughs> so, next, Why? next, Karen goes to go check out uh, Charles Lee Ray's house, where she finds some really cool voodoo paintings that are around there. Uh, and then she says she doesn't want to wear a mask inside Starbucks. He, he, he rolls up on her and believes her now, but uh, they need to go find John, who is the old witch doctor that taught Chucky all of his ways, but they're too re- late in reaching John. Chucky has already found Can we John. talk about those paintings, though? Am I the only one who looked at those and was like, man, 
this looks like the paintings you see inside of like a La Tolteca when you see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, what they look like is somebody very, like you would see at like a racist person's home who says they're not racist. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, kind like, of. They're like, no, this is my blackface memorabilia. It feels like Eric <laughs> asked me to go to dinner at a Chi-Chi's. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, look at our ethnic paintings on the wall. We are very authentic. <laughs> Anytime you get a velvet painting, you're definitely going to be racist. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, velvet paintings or, denote racism. Or it is people of a different ethnicity who think they know what Americans like. And yes. they're like, I'm going to do this in the correct style of half nude adults somehow caressing a bowl of guacamole. So, uh, <laughs> no problem with having a big poster of my on my wall of a naked black woman with the largest afro ever. Yeah, hell yeah! Beautiful. Shout out to The Shining. I had nothing to do with that. Oh actually. yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, I do always think that's funny that Scat Maker Others just has a giant titty picture hanging above his bed. Uh, what in the uh, in the, the Shining? Shining. <laughs> yeah, he's just like very perplexing I, the first time I saw it. I also think it's funny that he's relaxing on his bed, fully clothed, like he's about to go to the nicest dinner yeah. in the whole yeah, world. Yeah, like a silk yes, robe. Yes. <laughs> so no, he's weird. wearing like a full fucking. Re- I don't know. Anyway, he's so, pajamas. So uh, that's a great movie. Too, Chucky man. has oh, already yeah. found his old voodoo witch doctor, John, and here is that breakdown. You know, when I came here learning all that stuff about how to beat death, I thought maybe you were pulling my chain, but not now. Uh-uh. Not now. Only one problem. What? This. I didn't think anybody could hurt me. But last night I got shot. You know something? It hurt. It hurt like a son of a bitch had even bled. And why is that, John? You're turning human. What? The more time you spend in that body, the more human you become. It was amazing that this guy was played by Teddy You mean Rocks. I have to live out the rest of my life in this body? No fucking way! You got me into this, you get me out. I can't do that, Chucky. Why not? Because you're an abomination. An outrage against nature! You perverted everything I've taught you and used it for evil, and you have to be stopped! And then uh, he, Chucky, though, uh, has the upper hand as uh, apparently this guy, John, just leaves the voodoo doll of himself out all the time. And uh, he's like, shouldn't have showed me your most vulnerable place, this doll where I could make your limbs turn into fucking Annie Ann's pretzels in front of your face. (laughs) It's a rookie mistake. (laughs) Eric once gave me access to his Gmail to watch a movie and my life has never been the same since. (laughs) So, uh... It's those, those few murderers that, that give voodoo a bad name. You know, it's, it is that. Now, Mike, you had mentioned who is, if there's any voodoo doll you could have, what voodoo doll would you wish you had access to? I don't know, dude. I was thinking about that. Like, do you go big time? Do you go international man of evil or woman of evil? I think... Uh, I don't know. It's, there's a lot. That's a lot of pressure to be able to have a... But I want to... Yeah. Probably my sister. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could save a lot of people, but you know what? I wouldn't be able to inflict as much pain on my sister if I did that. So I'd I would, to. I would get your voodoo doll, but I would just, I would just jerk you off with one finger <laughs> all the day, every day. I'd be like, oh, it's one o'clock, time to make Mike randomly oh. come his pants oh. at work. I don't right. like the elegant silly comedy festival had no part in that answer. <laughs> Yikes! 
I don't know if I like that. I would, I would, I <laughs> Thank would. Thank you, Ashley. I, well, two things. One, if I had a voodoo doll of Mike, I'd put it in a kimono. Two, uh, if, yeah. <laughs> two. <laughs> First of all, I looked hot, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> two, my voodoo doll, the one I would want, would be the last guy I dated because I'd make him come back to me. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Seriously, I didn't come here for that bullshit. <laughs> I would, uh, I would get uh, Joe Cashnow's uh, voodoo doll, but I'd only break uh, his legs, so he just wouldn't have his amputeed legs anymore. Well, what about Jeremy? Jeremy, who would you have a voodoo doll of? <laughs> oh, this is gonna I be don't good. Mess, mess with the, the you don't mess with voodoo. You don't mess with voodoo. Okay, I want a voodoo second answer. I want a third answer. I would have a voodoo jaw of Joe Robinson and make him shit himself all the time in Coles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, shout out to Joe Robinson. That sounds he's pretty... looking at new towels with Katie and he's like, no, <laughs> oh, not again. And it's fucking fire hoses out of his ass. He actually starts flying like Iron Man through the store, just spraying shit everywhere. That'd be good. <laughs> So, uh, it's a, it's a long the, walk through Coles. That's despicable. <laughs> so, uh, Chucky, uh, John finally reveals to Chucky that he needs to transfer his body into a real body before he becomes a full little person body. And we get to hear this. Uh, the only person he can transfer his soul into is the one he first revealed to that he was inhabiting the doll, which happens to be Andy. You mean the first person I let in on the fact that I was really alive? <laughs> I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. The first person I let in on my little secret was a six-year-old kid. I'm going to be six years old again. Well, John, it's been fun, but I got to go. I have a date with a six-year-old boy. <laughs> Which sounds bad. I have and- <laughs> that written down. I have that written down as I have a date with a six-year-old boy is the new future pogo line from Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, you and John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> That's a t-shirt for you, Jeremy. (laughs) His youngest was only 13. Yeah, that is true. Don't make him sound like a monster. (laughs) That is a weird quote, right? It is a weird quote, but even better when you think about it, the idea that this technically adult man trapped in this body realizes the first person he's had emotional intimacy with is a six-year-old boy is very upsetting. I don't like it. Can of worms. Technically, doesn't he have to do like the skeleton key so that Andy will be then Chucky? I mean, yeah, you're kind of right. It is very much kind of the same thing. I guess that would be true that Andy then would be put in the doll and be swapped. Or they have to share the same body and mind like Steve Martin had to do with Lily Tomlin in that movie All of Me. Ah, or Inner Space. Where, where Steve Martin acted as if he was Lily Tomlin, very feminine at points in the movie. I mean, I'd fuck a really... Or the dark half, that Stephen King movie. Oh. What if I was an author, but I was also evil? <laughs> I don't know. I like the dark I like, half. I like to compare this movie to the original uh, uh, Fallen. Uh, oh, with where- Denzel Washington? where the demon can go from body to body instantly. That's actually a solid movie. 100 different actors as the evil guy from NCIS. So weird. He had to pretend to be black. Yikes. <laughs> Classic Denzel. So Chucky, <laughs> Chucky, Chucky easily infiltrates uh, 
Andy's well first they go back uh, 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 Karen and John and um, uh, Mike get there a little bit too late and they learn that they must destroy Chucky's heart that's his weak spot but uh, Chucky now has to go find Andy who's locked up in a mental institute uh, with the the widest bars on a mental institution ever he could just easily leave and we'll find that interesting because later Chucky just walks right out of those bars later yeah. uh, because when he gets in the room Andy plays a little trick and uh, fills it, you know, with pillows underneath the blankets. He goes to go stab, which doesn't make sense. This is the body he wants to inhabit. I don't understand why he goes stab first. But Andy runs out of the room and locks the door. And then Chucky just walks over to the bars in the window. He's like, I can just fucking fit right through this. It made no sense. Absolutely not. And at the end, they just gave up. They're like, get this shit over with. Let's wrap up this movie. I don't like the fact that they put kids in mental institution, um, things with open windows so they have to wear coats i mean that's like worse than like a, a cage for like immigrants <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. so uh they uh uh, uh, Andy then goes and finds himself in a weird operating room where the doctor tries to restrain young Andy and sedate him but Chucky comes out of nowhere and cuts his fucking Achilles heel, then throws a fucking uh, electroshock thing over his head and fries the good doctor right before Andy's sweet child eyes. And there's no attending. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. There's no anesthesiologist there. No. There's no attendings. There's no... Come on, man. That's how Popeye's this makes his chicken. How much suspension of disbelief can I have? Uh, listen, yeah. I think the thing we should be most offended is this is the same care that our veterans get at the VA. And how that's what I'm most dare, <laughs> How dare you? I treat them with indifference. I cannot believe you think I care one way or another. How dare you? By far the most offensive scene of the movie because the... Um, the electroshock thing on his actually turns his face black. Yeah, so. that is true. He does. <laughs> he's just like, I'm not only going to kill you, I'm going to make you racist in death. <laughs> I'm, I'm Chucky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just sounded like Greg K talking about his joke eating an apple. <laughs> so Andy heads back home, the only place he knows, and goes to hide in the closet, uh, but does grab a bat, uh, knowing that he's going to go and have to confront this sweet, demonic doll. And uh, as uh, as he uh, begins... He's going to be a good guy's bat. Yeah, I don't know if this is a good guy's bat, but Chucky easily takes it from him and then whacks him in the back of the head as he starts to the, uh, the cantation... Give me the power I beg of you to enter Andy's body. And then he goes to Greystone. Uh, but then they, uh, the, the other guys get it. Uh, Karen and Mike get in just in time to stop Chucky from doing it. Uh, Chucky takes a big old slash out of Mike's leg, so he's not in the best of conditions. Uh, he then uh, subdues useless-ass Mike, who has a gun and all types of things, very, very easily, while Karen has a full WWE wrestling match with this little fucking doll, uh, which ends up sticking him in the fireplace. And uh, I do love this audio right here, where Karen finally sticks Chucky into the fireplace, and you get to, get to hear these sounds, because, listen, you... All of the audio for uh, that Brad Dorif recorded was before the movie was shot. So they're actually playing this audio into it. So he oh. was just in a studio before he knows Making how everything's blocked. And all you hear is this is just like, what a fun day to be at work to just hear this. 
I just I don't know why like it, it sounds oh, like South could, Park noises. I don't think like, Mike and I could hear that on our end. I think we could just hear the instrumental of it. Mm. But I know what you're talking about, though. Fair enough. He's drowning in his own blood. I <laughs> sounds like you. <laughs> so they uh, they uh, they they finally uh, are about to go light the match but she can't quite reach the matches because she's holding the metal grate over it so Andy comes over to go light the match as Chucky tries to plead with sweet Andy one last time Andy no please we're friends to the end remember this is the end friend (laughs) so he lights this little fucker on fire um the stunt up and hey, double. I also like that they they didn't opt to just light the animatronic on fire and walk it. They actually used the midget in this scene to actually light him on fire when he comes out of there, completely burned up. Which I I think was a fun choice as a movie creator. Union uh, man, it's a union job. They then uh, they then go on, but uh, <laughs> Chucky's not. Chucky is burned to a crisp. But he's not just, he's not dead. He's just very badly burned. <laughs> Hello, Andy. Oh, God, he looks like Star Jones now. And he wow. comes at her with that comes is, a, uh, okay. a very dated reference from The View. Um, so he, he then, <laughs> there's a lot there to unpack, I gotta be honest. So, so, uh, he goes fucking ape shit trying to kill him again. Um, the other cop then shows up after they blow this thing apart with the gun a bunch of times. Uh, uh, Chucky actually loses his right hand, which would happen in the next two movies as well. He loses a right hand in the original trilogy in each movie. The other cop shows up and he goes, God, what the hell happened here? He's like, whatever you do, don't touch it. It's fucking evil. <laughs> And he comes over and puts the head down in the bedroom I and goes, I told you not to touch it. Mike, will you be sensible? Come on, look, it's as dead as they come. It's dead. Ah, and it comes out of the fucking the air vent. <laughs> so, uh, finally, though, they shoot it through the heart as, uh... I couldn't have made it any more obvious when... when... And is shooting pieces off of him as the yeah. doll comes closer. They, 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 you, you could tell they stole the actual music to sound like the Terminator as the Terminator is crawling after uh, uh, Sarah Connor. So, oh, nice. Oh, it's nice not a bad, Jesse. not a bad call, not a bad call. I could see the connotation there, but they shoot it Except through the heart. She shoots the final thing at, at Chucky. She doesn't say "terminated fucker." <laughs> And uh, they shoot it through the heart, and a big splatter of blood goes uh, 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 against the wall. And uh, Chucky is finally lifeless and super dead. Or is he for seven more movies as mom leads Andy out? And uh, that brings us to an end of Child's Play. Go ahead, Jeremy. Uh, When the the other cop questions whether they're going to believe him, I wish that Chris Sarandon would have been Norm MacDonald be like, hey, maybe they'll believe the blood against the wall and the fact that he has a human heart. Maybe forensic might believe us then. 
and the blood. Yeah, I yeah. got a McDonald's. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. I'm a welder. Uh, 9-11. Oh, got it. Um, so uh, another great episode down. Ashley, what do you got in closing here? Um, it's one of my favorite movies, so I'm obviously a big fan. I have two thoughts before we end off the show from me. Uh, one, I had to think about it during the show. The Crayola color would be Cabrini green. Oh, um, there we go. Thank you. And then uh, also to leave the show, my buddy, my buddy, I'm changing your race by burning off your face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, you're, you're uh, you, well, hold on. Let me get Jeremy, your final thoughts on Child's Play. Uh, too bad they didn't make a sequel. Yeah, it's just a sad, it is sad they never made a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, your final thoughts. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Final thought. Chucky in space. There we go. He hasn't oh, reached Chucky space yet. Space. I would like a Chucky in space one. I will admit that. And now that he's an AI controlled by Mark Campbell, I think we're going to see it. Is that so there's no more puppetry at all to him? It's now it's just digital or is Chucky real? No, Chucky, they had a, they had a fucking totally cool uh, badass Chucky Did and, with animatronics and Yeah, they have CGI, CGI good guy that. now. Yeah. yeah, but CGI just means it's people are writing keystrokes and shit, right? Or is that... Well, no, they use mixed media, I think, to still portray him, especially in the new one. I mean, there was they, live action ones. There were, you know, dolls and there were CGI parts. Interesting. And, and, and Mark Hamill acts it all out with little dots on his face and everything. Oh, that gotcha. is true. That is true. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Um, Mike, in closing, um, tell us where people can find you at the Ellicott Silly Comedy Festival and all that, bitch. Yeah, uh, everything's at Ellicott Silly, S-I-L-L-Y, Comedy Festival on Instagram or Facebook. Um, or at Mike Quinlan. Um, that's about it. We got a bunch of great stuff happening. You're obviously all going to be involved at the festival. I'm excited, man. Congrats yeah, on putting I appreciate us all together. That. Thank you so much. No, thank you very much for being involved. It couldn't happen without the partnerships of some really, really talented people. Fuck yeah. Check all that shit out. Uh, Ashley, where can people find you at, love? Um, you can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs. And you can catch me at the second Saturday shit show, October 9th. Yep. I'll be uh, there with Mike Quinlan, our yep. guest today. And yep. an amazing lineup. I think it's $10 a ticket per $10, person yep. at the Auto Bar in Baltimore. And then you can catch me with Eric at the Murder Mystery for the Ellicott Silly uh, Comedy Festival. Boom. And then featuring for Tommy Sinbazo at Snifters, October 20th. Nice. All things Eric Comedy at ericcomedy.com. Eric with a K, comedy with a C. All the show dates and the bullshit that you're looking for, you can buy tickets right there on the show's page. Also links to our merch store, the Quality Time uh, Emporium. So check that out. Jeremy, take us out of here. No, 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 it's ratchet. Oh.